0: Hey, so just a heads up, other places, Art Fair had to be postponed due to a rain delay. It's going to be on March 16th and 17th. Our live taping has been moved to March 17th at 2 p.m. And you should come out because then you'll get to see me be really nervous doing the show in front of people. And that's going to be fun for you guys. So come out. 2 p.m. March 17th, the fair runs March 16th and 17th, and we will have, I think, somewhere around 12 to 13 artists who have been on the show. I don't have the list in front of me. But, yeah, come check it out. Bring cash because we will be selling work. And there, uh, if you're one of these collectors that doesn't collect work they like but collects work based on value, there's going to be something there for you too. You just got to know what it is. All right? so march 17th at 2 p.m and bring cash because we're selling you art yeah yeah i would say i'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas yeah Welcome to What's My Thesis? I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? And today I have a guest who I had to retrain to, like, I do a lot of like reading people's names. Yeah, <laughs> and for a while I thought it was snarl, but it's Sarnell. Nina. <laughs> <laughs> snarl, that's cute. <laughs> but Sorry, Sarnel, yeah. I think, is better. <laughs> yeah. So Nina closer. Snarl is my it's guest.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: sn- <laughs> Did I say it right? Yeah. Sarnelli,
1: okay. actually. Sarnelli, okay. It's official, but honestly, I don't even correct people because it's really spelled Sarnel anyway. So, uh, I, I actually don't Sarnelli? Is it like, Italian? It would yeah, it would be Sarnelle, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But okay.
0: like, I can do that. What
1: yeah. Whatevs. Don't I from... really sincerely don't care. It like, has I'm... very little meaning to me. Yeah. <laughs> is that weird to say?
0: No, names I I are, can names so are
1: arbitrary. Who cares?
0: <laughs> I can see that.
1: I mean, I get it. Like, I feel like if you're depending on your ethnicity and how frustrating it is that people like are screwing it up. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. feel like as an Italian, I don't feel particularly like like no one understands my culture or something. Yeah, so yeah. I don't have that sort of sensitivity. Do you speak
0: Italian?
1: Um, pochino. Poco poco. Di dove sei? And <laughs> um, da Pisa e uh, Ancona e. Che bello! Dove... Mm, La Toscana è bellissima. Si, <clears throat> <clears throat> si.
0: So h- how did you learn it?
1: Uh, in um, college. Oh, okay. Not, but not but from not family? very long, like for like two years. And I did go there for a bit. I, I, I for a point I was like, okay, but like it's been 10 that, years or something. Is so. that why
0: you and Falcone are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> homies? Sure. Yeah. I feel, we
1: definitely, we definitely Italian families? over our, over our families for sure. Yeah. 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 She gets, she gets it.
0: True. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's, uh, Jackie Falcone from, uh, Bed and Breakfast LA.
1: That's right. Although she says Falcone, which Falcone. always confuses me.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. But um, would've. so yeah. So I guess, uh, it's time to tell me what your topic is. Oh
1: boy. Is I'm it so already? Ex- yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm so cool. excited. Yeah. Well, this is something, it's kind of interesting because it's something I've been thinking about for a long time. I mean, back till grad school really, which I finished in 2012. Um, but I think now I have a little bit different perspective on it than I did now or then. So I'm kind of excited to... What it was you, nice for me to like rehash. It actually, some of these things, I actually went into my thesis.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: Maybe it was the word thesis, but I was
0: just like... <laughs> That's perfect. I
1: was just like, uh, I actually want this quote. I know it's in there. I'm just going to go in there. That's copy amazing. That is,
0: so, I'm so glad you didn't have to do too much new work.
1: Though. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but But no, it's actually, I feel like in a way it's me now through like therapy and like personal reflection, reflecting on some of the things I was learning about in grad school, Yeah. Well, I've definitely
0: yeah. grown a lot since 2012. <laughs> exactly. So I can totally, <laughs> that's only changed. six years. Wow. That's crazy. But it does feel like uh, culturally it's been a decade oh, already. Wow. I mean,
1: that's, yeah, that's, I, w- I don't even want to think of the things I thought then. I don't.
0: Yeah. We, I think insane. culturally there's been a complete shift in yeah, the way that everything, in, in what's, what's okay. World. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just quick question. Where'd you go to school?
1: I went to Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Just, just to get an idea of where you, uh, sure. built your network.
1: Sure. My <laughs> network. <laughs> I mean, what's funny. Yeah. How now long I'm were you a there afterwards? A network coming out of there. Great friends and some really awesome artists and people, but, um, network is not its strong point.
0: <laughs> what did you say? How long was I there? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I lived in Pittsburgh for six years. But so, after,
0: after graduation. Yeah.
1: After graduation, three extra years. Cause it was a three year program. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I loved it there. I mean, I still love Pittsburgh, but, um, I just wanted something different. Wait, so
0: you're not originally from Pittsburgh?
1: Mm-mm. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess
0: we must have had a conversation where I got confused. Yeah, I just I assumed that
1: from Pittsburgh, I okay. might have even said I was from Pittsburgh because I feel <laughs>
0: like people are from Brooklyn now. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I, I don't know how, what does it really mean to be from a place? Like I moved around a little bit as a kid. Like I grew up kind of here ish, like outside of Santa Barbara, okay. I basically lived in college towns like UCSB and then Michigan state, mm. um, for my high school years Michigan, and then, okay. yeah. Cause my parents teach at Michigan state. What's and the... Then, that's on
0: our Ann Arbor? No. That's East
1: Lansing. Yeah. East Lansing. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like... And I don't feel from there. I guess that's where officially I'm from by most definitions, because I spent the most time there, but... I feel more from Pittsburgh. Like if if I'm not from here, I feel Mm. like I'm from Pittsburgh just because I really kind of bonded to that place and felt well. Oddly enough, is that where you
0: learned uh, Italian? Because okay, (laughs) because you you did a pretty good job learning Italian in Pittsburgh, (laughs) 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 which is not something I ever thought I I would say.
1: I did go to Italy at that time for a little while, but not long enough to really like solidify. I think yeah, is kind of a bummer.
0: So actually, you haven't even said the topic yet.
1: I haven't said the topic. <laughs> I stalled oh. you somehow. Oh yeah. So okay. So what I want to talk about is um, this balance of activity and reactivity, um, and I'll talk to, to say a little bit more what I mean by that. But the the difference between being sort of proactive and reactive, I guess, mm-hmm. in both art and in life, because I feel like it's something I've learned a lot about, um, uh, and I've also learned in over time certainly since grad school that like I've, I've been able to reflect a little bit more like where I stand on a kind of spectrum of, I think a lot of people, some people are really, are really like starters, leaders, you know, people who kind of like, Um, come up with an idea out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of, I put that kind of in the activity camp and reactivity as a sort of responsiveness, like listeners, good listeners, people who ask good questions and Mm -hmm. respond well. Um, I feel like there's kind of a balance and it's kind of like an active passive, I guess, uh, um, difference, but, but I feel like, People kind of fall into one or the other, uh, or, or are more comfortable in one or the other mm-hmm. um, style of being, whether that's as an artist or just in general mm. um, in life. And I think often it can be useful to both reflect on where you stand there and then also potentially like adjust towards the other pole a little Find bit. Find your
0: center. Yeah. In the, because in those, yeah, yeah. I
1: think people often get frustrated behaviorally when they're on either side of those, it can be like, so I would place myself, um, in different situations, but at least, um, in grad school, I was really interested in reactivity. So that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit was like yeah. the idea of improvisation as like getting outside of your ego or the thing that you're imagining yourself and actually responding to the world. Um, cause that was like a big epiphany to but me. But
0: this is not necessarily, uh, improvisation in terms of, uh, performance or is that specifically? It, kinda, it
1: came out of performance research and it okay. came out of like some theory. That's why I, I looked at my thesis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because it came out of, um, some of the reading I was doing about movement improvisation. Um, okay. and, and, but became kind of a bit of a life, uh, like a, a real mantra for me at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's start, let's start with that maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Cause so I'm still
0: not like hundred percent clear on, on what on you're what talking, talking about, but about. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Um, okay. So essentially <laughs> I started in grad school, I started researching movement improvisation, um, starting with a couple different, uh, theoretical, uh, backgrounds. One was Anne Bogart and Tina Landau. They have this, um, book and theory called viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, essentially, uh, viewpoints is, is a technique for analyzing and, uh, generating movement improvisationally and usually with other people. Um, so it, it kind of expands outwards. And I I think I also, there's a lot of overlap with, um, uh, sorry, That's all right. I just spaced out for a second. What was I saying? Oh, there's a lot of overlap with Pauline Oliveros. You probably know, maybe. Okay. No,
0: don't. Oh, awesome! I'm not that well versed in like uh, performance art yet.
1: So Pauline Oliveros comes from like sound art world Mm -hmm. more so, and even like a little bit of um, like uh, meditation, um, Eastern philosophy stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So they kind of like cross over in I think pretty interesting ways and become more than just. Art practice—they um, become much more like sort of ways of living. I think um, like and a spiritual experiencing practice your world. Yeah, on okay. the edge of that for sure. On the edge, um, all right. Mm-hmm. But I would say like coming from art because they're because uh, Anne Bogart um, and uh, the City Company is is it's actually she so she runs a, a theater company. I'm not sure where they're based. I think she still does, um, but called City S I T I, and. Um, and they basically, their whole practice was based on this improvisational theory. It mm-hmm. was kind of like an experimentation lab for that. And so when I went to to Carnegie Mellon, I was in um, some of these movement classes for, I actually like wiggled my way as a grad student into the the conservatory. Um, <coughs> they have like a dance department and like a, a theater department. Mm-hmm. And they're, they have a really, really awesome conservatory for theater and dance um so i got but it's only for undergrad so as a grad (laughs) student i like sweet talked my way into some of these undergrad like uh movement classes which were basically 101 like entry level you know how to do this stuff and it totally uh changed my world at the time i mean it was like probably the most um formative thing I did in grad school were these uh, just like two courses. Uh Um, and I talked about that a lot in my thesis, but, um, so, so the first one was about this movements, uh, sorry, this viewpoints theory. Um, and essentially the way it works is, um, viewpoints identifies these concrete components of movement, um, in dance or theater. Um, some of them to list, I think there's how many are there? nine. I think there's nine of them. Tempo, duration, repetition, shape, floor pattern, spatial relationship, gesture, and kinesthetic response. So these are the
0: breakdowns of possible Like, these are the so variables like, of movement. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Analyzing, it's easy to think of it as analyzing movement because you like look at movement, you know, yeah, piece yeah. of dance, and you're like, okay, well, that the tempo is really fast or really erratic or yeah, it's really yeah. continuous, you know. Um, so it's easy, sort of vocabulary in that sense. Totally.
0: I've never thought of that, but I mean, we have the same thing for art, right? Sure. So it's super easy formal. to, to translate. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's a formal dis- way of describing something visual. Totally. Uh, that it has to do with movement and performance instead of visual art, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Exactly. But what's interesting about but what they do is they take those components and they start organizing them as restrictions for improvisation. So um, I don't know how much much you know about improvisation theory, but I think it's pretty well accepted by
0: this is the most yes and. Is, what's that? <laughs> are you going to say yes and? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's
1: one Not fan. that
0: basic. What's funny is I don't, yeah. I mean, I did
1: look a little bit to um, spoken improv, which is like the uh-huh. thing most people think of when you say improv. Yeah, that's what I was
0: asking, but I didn't get the sense that that's totally. what we were. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well,
1: there are, there's overlaps with that too, because uh, I'm sure. uh, this guy, Keith Johnstone, who I read a lot, actually, um, his book called Impro, um, he was like, he was like, uh, I think he was like, behind, like, the kids in the hall, like, basically, and, like, he was, like, he was running, like, the, the training facility or whatever, you know, the educational space where they they came out of in Toronto.
0: Well, yeah, and it tells you something that, like, I just got warm feelings just thinking about them, like, (laughs) they're, (laughs) like, they're, (laughs) (laughs) no, they really were a formative thing. I don't want to go off on a whole tangent, but, like, in terms of, like, learning about, uh, you know, some of the things that we've just learned in the last six years, was having Scott sure. Thompson and having a bunch of guys that would play women and uh, would dress up in drag, not to make fun of themselves, but would also kiss each other and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. was all groundbreaking just for me when I was, like a tw- yeah, like, I was like, yeah, I was like, what? In that
1: world that yeah. we lived in, right? <laughs> Yes, in totally. that fucking
0: our, you know, ancient yeah. world. Don't
1: want to so. go back there, but we
0: were there. Yeah. But yeah, so that's a so. very interesting... Like, to think about because I always wonder like where did those guys come from so yeah that's mm-hmm. that's really interesting
1: yeah well so he his theory I think one of the m- main things that I took away from it was this whole idea and you wouldn't see this when you're watching kids in the hall but mm-hmm. um, but the way that some of that amazing improvisation comes about is through this idea of reacting versus acting um, okay, and yeah, yeah, something okay. Really yeah yeah okay yeah incredible that happens when you are not thinking I'm going to do this thing and then doing it, but rather you're like essentially channeling. I mean, there's definitely spiritual overlap. I think with, even with the most sort of technical parts of this improvisational stuff, because you're basically like, I'm going to listen and I'm going to react yeah. Um, in real time Rather than sort of Imposing my viewpoint Or my like ego Essentially is the way They talk yeah, about and it and that's a very
0: That's that's also very much In like the comedy That That's where that overlap is Because that like I've heard Some of this mm-hmm. stuff before In that context Totally But it's interesting to hear yeah. It's interesting What it makes me think of Is that I, d- I have taken Like the Like UCB type classes Totally um, I'm sure
1: they talk About this stuff Yeah
0: Yeah but one of the things That's interesting about This right here is the Because like one of the things That they teach you is Or one of the drills that they did Was We weren't supposed to make any jokes We were just supposed to do Situational reactions Exactly And then all of a sudden It becomes funny Just because Mm -hmm. of the situation Totally And so, so But it seems like It would actually Like having experienced that I'm like Man, it must be hard to like keep it serious in tone because it mm. does always kind of. is that like a distinction huh. that you guys worry about? Do you even think about that? No, it's no, okay if there's in, humor involved in it. Totally, okay. right, yeah,
1: it's great. I mean, I think
0: it's I, not dour and serious.
1: No, 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 absolutely not. And and I mean, I mean, there's humor in all my work. I've very, I put. I, I get that sense. A, I place a lot of value yeah. on humor yeah, um, yeah. In, in itself. So if that generates humor, fucking great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Um, I think because you're in that context, things might, might like f- even lean that way kind of subconsciously, Beca- maybe yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit more, but there was definitely humor in the things we experienced. It was just the difference is that that's verbal and this was all completely nonverbal. So mm-hmm. the, the situations we got ourselves in were kind of all over the place. I'd say yeah surpri- surprising and yeah, that's yeah. that's what's so amazing and joyful about that kind of working is that you are actually surprised yeah, and I definitely. feel like in the the audience it's so amazing to watch because they're watching you learning and changing and improvise, you know, they're watching you be surprised Yeah, and definitely. there's this kind of breakdown of like performance where they, they're watching an authentic moment, whether or not you're like walking around squawking like a chicken or whatever, like they are watching, you didn't know you were going to be squawking like a chicken five seconds ago, yeah. you know? And so they're watching that transformation as a really genuine kind of human moment, which mm-hmm. I think is cool. And I think that's also why it's so amazing. Like why it's so incredibly funny when like, um, people break, Facade like Saturday Night Live when people start laughing, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's because yeah. suddenly you have this incredible rush of like I am a human with this actor, this far, far away actor. and We have this connection right now. We both you know? found this
0: hilarious at the we moment, and he yeah, couldn't, keep, couldn't it yeah. keep it going. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, that's
0: those are my favorite moments of of uh, Chris Farley. Mm. <laughs> There's the, I think it's the van down by the river where he's just getting into David Spade's face and try, yeah. and David Spade just can't hold can't it together. Do yeah. It. yeah, that's
1: awesome. Aww. Right.
0: I l- I like that the references are so, uh, universal and specific of a time that, I mean, not all of your references are, obviously there's some scholars that you're talking about, mm-hmm. but the way that you're relating it to me is interesting because it does take me back to this, like, yeah, those Saturday Night Live moments and the, um, the kids in the hall, like, mm-hmm. it's a good translation for those things, sure. uh, cause sometimes it can be like very academic. So I appreciate you dumbing it down for me. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. No. And it's not, it's the, what's amazing about this stuff is it's so not academic when you actually are doing it. Yeah. I mean, it ha- me reading like a quote off of my computer, obviously. No, like exactly. But yeah. But if you were in this class, there is nothing academic about it. It's more like clowning, you know? Yeah. And it's because it's, it's entirely nonverbal. Once you get past the bit of theory that outlines the class. So let me tell you a little bit how it works. Basically. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so we, every class we would be given a new viewpoint to attend to. Um, Uh and, and, oh, what I was going to say, sorry, rewind real quick, is that I think one of the kind of universal, um, structures, well, one of the kind of universal, um, what's the word, uh, tenets of good improvisation is structure oh. or limitation, right? Restricting yeah. all the possibilities so that you can make decisions and you can, and then you don't have every possible decision, yeah. um, out there. So, um, it makes, I think that makes it less scary, especially for people who are just starting. Um, so we do the first exercise you usually do in these, uh, and I've actually taught some of these, uh, workshops too. this viewpoints theory as a workshop for for non movers for just like art students or whatever, um, people who don't have any background. Uh And the first thing we always do is an exercise where, um, you're just moving around the room and you're deciding whether to sit, lay down or stand. That's it. You have three,
0: <laughs> three options,
1: you know? And because you restrict the vocabulary so much, yeah. people are like, okay, well I can do that. <laughs> you know, I'm not scared anymore. Right. Um, and then the, the objective then becomes to focus on the way you're making those decisions. And so instead of me thinking like, I'm going to go to the corner and sit, cause that's going to be so cool. Cause first of all, yeah. we don't even have criteria for what's good and bad right in yeah. these kind of situations which i think is one of the things you probably heard in too. <laughs> but there's still too. there's still
0: some people that are doing it and going like am i this doing is this be right <laughs> okay oh, yeah, well, am i like doing this right exactly but that's the idea i would fall more into that way. category it's funny how your yeah. confidence made you think a different outcome well
1: no i think i, I mean it's not just confidence it's training yeah, you yeah, know no. like um but this is kind of like the way to to step it down and yeah. simplify it to make it accessible for anyone essentially you know so there are no right decisions obviously um there's no better there's no brilliant decisions which i think is a is a problem that's kind of what i'm thinking more so is like often in improv situations you have a person who's like this is going to be such a good idea yeah i'm gonna do it now you know yeah and um all the theory that i'm talking about here at least in this part of the the discussion um is about Never imposing your own will, only responding essentially, and that was really hard for me actually in these classes.
0: So it's always a chain react. It's always a reaction after reaction. Mm -hmm. So nobody's nobody is uh, contributing. Nobody's leading. Okay, that's the idea. That's the word. And there's
1: another exercise you do that's really fun, um, where you all stand in a line, and and the idea is we all have to jump one jump together. Uh huh. And nobody gets to lead, which is incredible. Like I just think it's the perfect kind of. Um,
0: <laughs> just makes me think of football with flags. <laughs> totally, it's
1: like the. Per- I feel like it's the perfect expression of this theory, though, because it's you're sort of like, well, that's not. Somebody has to lead, you Nina. Know? Yeah, like yeah. that's not possible, but it is, and it's yeah. almost like this kind of belief in like spontane- spontaneous generation or something. You know? So does it
0: happen at a very small scale? Like people make people gestures make anticipating, anticipating gestures. each other, and then they lead yeah, each other. Or on. they
1: think they saw something, so yeah, they yeah. start, and yeah, something like that happens. That but it's so all so min- minute, and what it does is really tune in. You're like, I mean, you're all in a line, so you're looking to the side, right? And uh-huh. It really tunes in. Your listening c- capacity, okay, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's the that's the main thing. So um, so these are the kind of like tenets of this sort of philosophy. One is um, always responding and never so reactivity over activity, essentially. Mm-hmm. Back to my original theme. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other is having this restriction on the number of choices you could make, um, which really generates way better improv from especially from beginners. So the way that viewpoints works is you sort of slowly add viewpoints. So the first day you'll work on tempo and all you can do is move around the room and think about like choices in tempo and mm-hmm. respond to people. So, so, um, so there would be
0: changes of speed. mostly. Yeah,
1: essentially. Yeah. And like other things will and happen. responding to
0: other people's movement and the speed that they're moving at. Exactly. Kind of thing. So you okay. only keeping
1: a two, like two things in your head, basically one is listening, watching, responding, and the other is the viewpoint that you're thinking about that day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, the idea is basically, as you become more and more skilled, you're able to balance more, Choices mm-hmm. essentially without without recluding well, that's not the right word but without sort of coming back into yourself yeah yeah um, and this is something actually I remember from Keith Johnstone too the the kids in the hall guy um, about how uh, the idea is to get out of your own way essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. to get out of your own head and let yourself just respond and be a spontaneous being essentially and then that, mm. that belief in that even though or trust in that generates these incredible situations that you never thought were possible. Um, So that That, was kind of my experience. I think
0: from what I'm hearing, there's a lot of parallels, obviously, to other practices, Uh but it seems like the, the challenge there is the commitment because like for example like if i'm drawing something or if i'm editing something i can always walk away from it but mm. once you're in that space like that thing of breaking character like ideally you don't want to do it obviously if it's an organic thing it's it's it seems it's natural yeah. but i think that that is something that like like cuz obviously listening to you talk this is something that you embody but there is a gap, like, I don't know that, like, or I don't have experience in it. So I've never experienced that level of like, let's say freedom, Mm -hmm. you know, and confidence within that, that, uh, that movement ability. It's an interesting discipline to sort of think, because even though it has things that there, there are elements to it that are relatable to other things that I may be experienced in, there is sort of like, okay, but now you got to do it <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: sure. You well, got to be the class in it helps. yeah, yeah. Sure? well obviously I'm not yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm not I'm yeah.
0: not banging on myself <laughs> about it but I'm just saying like but it does it, but it is not something that everybody can do I don't I don't I mean maybe everybody could learn to some degree but I do think that to be I think there's a level of presence that is a discipline that not everybody can necessarily commit that much or is willing to commit to that much time to right sure. it seems like there's a lot of yeah, meditative not
1: everybody wants to do it is what is how I is how I would Yeah, I think that everybody and maybe not everybody can produce improvisation that's really exciting for other people to watch I don't know yeah Um, but I do think that everybody can listen and that's kind of how I
0: how I feel a little bit about drawing like Mm. exactly what you said but just drawing instead of you know like everybody
1: for for myself or for other people yeah no
0: for just I think if you wanted to you could learn how to draw right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, do, I think that it's a bit of a misnomer but then at the same time like there's things that I can't do like math mm. you know like or I mean I can do math <laughs> <laughs> I'm not completely helpless but but you I'm saying like life. you know there are I can definitely I, it helps to have a pen and paper you know mm-hmm. th- uh, when I'm doing sure, like long division and stuff yeah. like that but there are people that I can just like look at the check and be like alright you owe this much this much this much right. I don't know if they're fronting my mother
1: <laughs> is, a, is a, essentially a Mathematician, she says that's not math, it's arithmetic. <laughs> Just well, to make you feel better. No, math but- is logic. <laughs> and if, so if you have good logic skills, the arithmetic is essentially memorization. So fuck that shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I like I'm that. I'm just giving you that as like a, a gift so that you can say, I can do math, I you just know what? can't do it. I can kick. sleep
0: so well okay, tonight <laughs> that I might as well just go to sleep now.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah. That means that ditzy, forgetful people like me can still do math. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I just need a pen and paper. That's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So where are we? Let's see. Um,
0: so reactive being a chain of reactions is, yeah, is basically,
1: and, um, Let me see. Yeah. So in shifting your focus externally instead of internally, essentially, like Uh thinking about like every, reacting to anything. Like you don't even, in these classes, you don't even necessarily have to react to somebody else, although that's usually the most fun. And it produces this like feeling of connectivity. Almost feels like you're like in some kind of telepathic um, situation. I I can feel that. The energy really grows. Yeah. um, And it can be so exciting. Like sometimes you're like, how did you know to do that at the same time like yeah, yeah. and and the other thing is she would she would the teacher would have us sit and watch People do it, which I'm sure you also did at UCB. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was, I don't also want to make it like I was
0: a, a gangster at UCB. Okay, <laughs> I did like two classes.
1: Two classes. Good <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I only took two classes. They actually kicked me out after that. Um,
0: yeah, but we, you made it like part of your practice. <laughs> yeah. it, you, was a, you,
1: it was a big deal. You me internalized at the it. Time. I was like, I, like, like eh, I am not a good improviser. <laughs> this working. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I should say, I think verbal improv is so much harder. Like, it I, is, it, I actually yeah. think like if you, not that you need to go try viewpoints, but if you were given this class uh-huh. I don't think you would feel the same especially with a bunch of people who are not movers you know if yes. you were in a class full of dancers then like yeah exactly I think that was the so problem great. with improv yeah.
0: for me I was in a class with a bunch of actors who were like totally comfortable just like with the speed at which they were just you know commitment level was my problem skipping steps yeah, you know yeah, what I
1: mean like that's yeah. that's the whole point of this kind of technique is that you go from the very beginning yeah. and it can be fun for everyone to do these b- very beginner exercises yeah, because yeah. you're still like that practice of like shifting your focus outward I think is really generative um yeah and anyway so so yeah so the couple things that I wanted to just mention related to that there's uh in viewpoints they call it extraordinary listening or listening with all parts of your body so that's like one thing that comes back in their book over and over and over again. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other part is soft focus, which I think is actually you, and you've probably, if you've ever done meditation, that's like usually a, a part of it, soft focus, right. Where essentially you like kind of like relax your eyes so that you're not really looking at anything uh-huh. in particular, but you're looking at like all things is the idea. Okay. Right? Um, uh, th- that you can, widen your peripheral vision by, um, by softening your focused vision, yeah. that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, and, uh, so both of those things are kind of how you're supposed to move through the space and how you're supposed to produce that kind of reactivity that works. Um, and, uh, yeah. So one thing I, I think was also pretty interesting about, um, I think they mentioned this in the viewpoints book. Yeah. Um, but the difference between, that they actually map that sort of seeing onto like a predator and prey relationship which i think also has to do with activity and reactivity right because um predators have very sharp focused mm-hmm. small, frames of vision, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and every, I mean, I think this is widely known, at least with birds, right? Predator birds, their eyes are on the front, uh, prey birds, their eyes are on the side so they can see a lot yeah, they yeah. have no depth perception and they can't focus in that sort of zeroing way. Yeah. I think this podcast needs hand gestures. I was <laughs> realizing they're probably important <laughs> they to the way well, huh? it's <laughs> <yeah. laughs> You could animate like a little avatar. Please. Well, I was
0: thinking if I could use like that iPhone thing, the Animojis. An there you go. Animoji. <laughs>
1: perfect. Um, yeah. So so um I Very think-
0: Italian of you though. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, full circle. Um uh loud and with hand gestures.
0: Well, um, I have actually been not focusing on you, so I've been taking in the oh, whole great. thing. Perfect. So That's so fantastic. I can tell that the audience will not be lost because the uh <laughs> <laughs> you were watching
1: anyway.
0: The, well the hand gestures weren't like the linchpin in my understanding okay. of what you were saying.
1: Good, good, good. Um, yeah so this idea is, is essentially like cultivating an ongoing awareness of others in time and space that's like a kind of the philosophical side of, of this um, and uh, on and thinking about that I think thinking about predator and prey is interesting I think it helped me to understand where I sit on this kind of and, and we're all different at different moments. It's not like I'm always on one side or the other side of mm-hmm. this sort of spectrum. I'm I'm drawing a spectrum with my hands right now between activity <laughs> and reactivity. Just okay? imagine a timeline, yeah. guys. <laughs> uh, but I also think it's important, and this is something I think I t- I've only more recently through therapy. <laughs> um, we're very pro-therapy really, here. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, started to really um, try to get comfortable with is that neither thing has a kind of ethical, uh, not putting a value judgment on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not better to be one or the other. However, in different situations, I think like behaviorally, you know, people might be asking you to be more the other way. Well, like, um, for
0: example, in this situation, it's probably better if I'm reactive as opposed sure, to just exactly. like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I can tell you about your own topic. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah.
1: Totally, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so thinking, that's a great way to say it because it's really without... Like judgment, maybe it's hard, it might be hard to even see, but I feel like I when I first discovered about myself that I have more of a propensity for the active than the reactive, mm-hmm. that felt like really bad. I know? was
0: waiting for you <laughs> to
1: put to, myself, to,
0: to, yeah. To, yeah, to place yourself because I had a feeling that that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so this really felt, especially in grad school, like a kind of a bit of a value judgment to me. Like Uh, I need to be more reactive um, in learning in these classes. And it was so exciting. I was getting all this positive reinforcement from trying the other way, you know? Um, And, and so I think in a lot of ways, um, yeah, I'm learning to both like, kind of like forgive myself for being more like attuned to one way of being. And then also allow myself to grow in the other way, see the other options and try it out, you know, um, has been
0: really useful. And I think it's also easy. Like once you, once you categorize yourself as one thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really easy to just pick that thing apart and, and and like, forget that you're like everything, Mm -hmm, you know? mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, so yeah, so I was going to give a couple examples. Um, of this, oh, but but before maybe before we get there, one other thing. I feel like it's bad. Like if anybody's listening to this and I don't mention Pauline Oliveros, I think I'm a bad, I'm a bad artist.
0: <laughs> because um, and I wouldn't have even known. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but I would have taken the hit. It's like who is this who's guy th- taking on, on these people that don't know what they're talking exactly. about? Exactly.
1: <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. I mean, essentially, and I'm I'm actually. I mean, she actually came to talk um, when I was in school. Um, I was less familiar with her work during grad school um and i feel like yeah i have le- like i didn't l- like learn in this very like intense way from her work um but i think it's uh, she essentially talks about listening in a similar way um and deep listening is her she has this like deep listening institute so um, i have
0: uh, this is this is kind of funny um because like i had another guest like literally friday And this is the second time deep listening comes into. And I haven't brought it up yet, but there's like a serious overlap here. So it's kind of (laughs) spooky. Yeah, no, definitely. She's been talking about mindful practice or she was talking about mindfulness practice, which is essentially, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. She didn't bring up Paulina...
1: Pauline Olivares. Yeah, Pauline I mean, Oliveris. this is kind of like the art side of, of this. Well, she's
0: an artist, too. Okay. I don't yeah, want to, sure. like, <laughs> yeah, no, be I'm like, not- well, I- she wasn't an artist, no, and you no, are. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I mean. But, I just mean yeah, yeah. Like,
1: um, but there's all kinds of spiritual bases that the art practitioners are probably coming from. Yeah, you know well, I mean? she
0: was talking about this in terms of uh, a practice that was established in, like, hospitals about, like... Mm. Uh, Body scanning And scanning yourself physically So it's Mm -hmm. less movement involved Although she did talk about Some stuff that kind of Reminded me a little bit About Tai Chi Where it's like Walking at a really slow pace And using different edges Of your body uh, Mm -hmm. Of your feet So that you get a sense And then like slowly That ends up By trying new ways of walking, it ends up like self-correcting your posture and things like that. interesting. Interesting. But it's, I mean... I want to listen to this
1: one. Cool. You should probably hang up. Yeah,
0: Um, yeah, Yeah, it's Natalia Kent. I'll put you guys in touch. Uh,
1: Very cool. Yeah. No, I think, I I guess what I was trying to say is I think that um, what... Uh, the things that I followed in terms of art practice are coming from much deeper and longer traditions, you know? Um, I think for sure, I mean, Paulina Oliveros I think was definitely very influenced by by, um, like Eastern philosophy. And, um, I don't really know so much specifically about Anne Bogart, but I, I just can't, I mean, soft focus is a term that meditation uses. uses, You know, I knew that in meditation before I knew it, um, from her. So I think she's obviously Mm -hmm. paying attention to that too. (laughs) Um, but yeah, but so this idea that, um, with, for Pauline Oliveros, that, um, the ear hears, the brain listens, the listening involves subjectivity. So it's also, giving sort of your subjectivity back into that process. Um, can
0: you re-explain that?
1: Sure. Sure. Let, let me look at this real quick. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Essentially she, she talks about how hearing is sort of a mechanical process that happens in your ear. Uh-huh. Well, whereas listening is your sort of subjective way of analyzing. So
0: listening is always subjective is essentially what she's saying. Essentially, okay.
1: Essentially. Yeah. And it's, and so it, it, kind of envelopes like how um, what you're listening for, you know, what you pay attention to, where you're placing your attention, your awareness, that Uh kind of stuff. Um, So it's like a sort of broader thing. Um, And deep listening essentially then is like expanding attention. Um, So Mm -hmm. in the same way that that soft focus is basically like you lose the the, uh, articulation on like a single point, which is going to make you less able to grab the rabbit, you know, over there, whatever <laughs> if you're a hawk. Um, but what you lose there is gained in this sort of like uh, overall attention. experiential yeah. presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like 360 awareness essentially. Um, so the same thing with listening, um, for Oliveros. Um, and she actually talks, I thought was, I actually was looking back on this to prepare for this
0: (laughs) I'm so excited you prepared (laughs)
1: just because I was like you know this is I can't I really shouldn't talk about this without talking about Pauline Oliveros and um, and so I wanted to like just get a little bit of her actual words on my paper so Uh I don't screw it up you know what I'm saying yeah yeah Um, I'm I'm down uh, Yeah, and she talks about focal attention and global attention which is essentially like what I was just saying with the predator and prey targeting focal attention as a sort of single sound or a series of sounds and global attention this expansive, including, you know, everything that's possible to listen to.
0: It's funny because thinking about what you just said right there, I I tend to associate practice with being very focused, Mm. but it's, it's, it's interesting to hear it because sometimes it can be like, and, and, and I think in terms of like, there is an experiential element where you got to go be in the world and then the actual process of Mm -hmm. making the work, although it seems like what you're talking about is a little bit more, Since it's a performance thing, to be in that state, you kind of don't necessarily always get into that focus state that I associate, you mm-hmm. know, like from my own perspective, I'm like, oh, that's practice. Everybody focuses, but mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear it like this and be like, oh no, maybe, there's maybe I could, maybe yeah. I could do some more stuff like this. This oh, is cool. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 I
1: do think it, it, like, again, there's no value judgment and there's no better way. So on, on the one hand, yeah, they might take place at different moments in the process. Like you're yeah. saying, like I'm, I'm going out and taking walks and I'm sitting and watching and I'm observing and then I go home and I draw yeah, and I yeah, yeah. like sort of re sort of work through the the things that I saw or something like that
0: you know yeah and uh, it sounds like there's part that there there's part of that in your process of like that focus uh, studio practice part mm-hmm. but it seems like like for example since I'm not performing the piece is done right mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. uh and I do get to like have an experiential like presence with it as I see people consume it mm-hmm. but it seems like To actually execute, you are in a different, like, it's just an interesting way to think of practice, you Mm -hmm. know, like, uh, I like that, I like that idea of, uh, like, now it's it's like, how could I involve more of that, like, into the actual process, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from live streaming, which was (laughs) Uh, (laughs) not, does not, does not have the weight of what you do. (laughs) No, no, it's interesting. I mean, and
1: it's like, I'm not even doing this exactly. Like I was really affected by these workshops. Uh Um, and then they, I think the one thing we haven't quite talked about yet, I think also is the difference between a solo practice and a collaborative practice, which Uh I think is a big part of this too. Yeah, 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 Um, and so when I was in grad school, I essentially had, I think, partially coming out of these movement classes and just observing that I really like the energy of working with other people. Like, um, so on the one hand, I had identified like maybe I'm too active sometimes. Like maybe mm-hmm. I'm just like, I stomp on things without even realizing it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like maybe I like thrust my idea in there and then I don't even pay attention to what else could have come out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was like a concern that I had. But uh, and at the same time, I was, um, I was working almost entirely collaboratively, like only collaboratively, um, uh, which became, you know, a challenge later on, actually, we can get to, <laughs> um, but I, I was working in a couple different collectives, um, uh, and I had been pretty instrumental in organizing those, um, uh, that
0: sounded like a guitar. Hey,
1: <laughs> Put a <pedal> on that. <laughs> um, but, uh, that was
0: the mic stand for anybody okay, that, that's yeah. confused <laughs> listening to the Nina show. She just
1: pulled out a guitar. Yeah. She just no,
0: she hit the spring. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. We could do that for, for emphasis from now on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so it, part of it was me thinking like that there was something, uh, better about working with other people. Like, mm-hmm. um, at least at the time for me,
0: you you did it as a moral judgment, like a as a value bit. judgment, I started like.
1: Developed that as a value judgment, like I'm a
0: better artist, maybe because uh, well, of this. Well, on the
1: one hand, I was like, the art is better because okay. because a just we have all these critical people sitting around, and it has to it has to like pass everybody's judgment. These are a lot before. of colla
0: This is these are collectives with more than two people. These, um, th- well,
1: there was a couple of different ones, but but my primary collective had three people in it. Okay, three, um, and it was, and we were all. You know, very critical, and had our own sort of things going on, and um, that's a
0: that's a pretty specific dynamic, though, because like that's not a fifty fifty. That's a that's a majority rule. That can lead to some interesting tension. So that's like that well, is a yeah. skill that I could see so, being proud of. Sure, you know, not. <laughs>
1: I mean, it was actually. I mean, that's maybe a tangent a little bit, but the the, the majority, tangents are fine. the tangents are yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Majo- The majority thing was such a like a savior for us. Yeah. I used to work solo. Actually, with both of these people, and then when we all got together as three, all of a sudden there was just a, a decide a way yeah, to decide, yeah. which was so good. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. otherwise, you get kind of stale lo- stalemated locked. 50. You know. Yeah. It basic- can be, and it could be the stupidest thing. It's like like whether or not the McDonald's cup is on the table or on the floor. It's a really like nobody even really cares that much. That much, but we do think one way is better than the other and we could get so stuck not being able to decide. So having the third person was actually awesome, um, because we were able to just vote and finish those. So our the way our structure kind of worked was we were sort of consensus based on big things, which is to say like, um, like big ideas for projects, you know, mm-hmm. if we were putting a proposal forward, we're not going to go forward with something unless everyone's on board because yeah. it just wouldn't, it doesn't make sense. Like we're, if that person who wasn't on board is always going to be bummed, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And, uh, but for little things like the color of the tablecloth, we're going to just vote and be done with it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so that was kind of the, um, the structure that actually worked pretty well, I'd say.
0: There's um, also a dog named Goo that's oh yeah, making, that's doing some jingle bells because it's jingle. Christmas season.
1: He's excited about whatever dogs out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this, th- these dogs are like very, uh, they they just get up on the fence next door and they go, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and like style. sometimes it's just like, Oh really, dude? Yeah, just chill.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's 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 definitely uh, one to partake in that style in, in of the, interaction. Yeah, I would say, right? You are not above the the fence war.
0: Well, my 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 sort of thing is like ah, oh, you're a dog and you don't know better, but really like, but also I, fuck you. Well, well, it's not quite fuck you cause it's not barking and it's always like during the daytime, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but at, at the same time, like I've had it wake me up from like naps mm-hmm. and then I'm like curses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, oh, oh, there was one, other, sorry. There was one yeah. other thing I wanted to bring up cause I, cause this is something I saw when I was doing the Pauline Oliveros, uh, uh, check in just before coming here. Um, and I didn't know that she had talked about it this way. So there's the predator and prey stuff. I think she also had some discussion of that, but then she also talked about the sort of visual representation that I really like of a dot in a circle, which I think is really nice. So like the dot being the sort of like, um, the focus and Uh then the circle being this incompetent encompassy thing. Um, anyway, I just thought that graphically that was like a kind of, no. and and, and, and and it's
0: visually, it's kind of like what you're doing with your eyeball, like conceptually, I guess not, maybe (laughs) Mm -hmm. not actually physically, but you're like putting your focus on like, Mm -hmm. and that's such a, (laughs) do it right now at home. Like that's such a weird thing to try to like focus on the outs on the outer edges, the outer of, edges. Of, of your uh, visual plane. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like meditate. It's like trying to clear your mind. It's one of those things where you can sort of do it, but you, it's like really hard to it's keep always not maintain. Quite yeah. There.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's why it is very much a part of a meditation practice yeah. because it's, yeah, it's, it's essentially, yeah, the, the same style as clear your mind, but it gives you this really physical, um, form, you know, mm. um, cool. lay down. Um, yeah, so that was, that's kind of like the, I guess the theoretical background. And then I wanted to talk about a couple ways that this has like interacted in my life some of which have already come up. Yeah. Um, the idea of, uh, whether or not to work collaboratively or solo. I, I think what happened to me in grad school is I started to become... So on the one hand, I felt like I was chastising myself for being too, um, predator, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I think I was developing a bit of a weakness, um, in the sense of like relying on reactivity within the collective. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I definitely get, I don't know if you have you, I think everyone's probably felt this but like that that sort of psyched out feeling of like there's I don't have an idea you know yeah. I don't have anywhere to start and like there's nothing <laughs> scarier to me than like you mean my state studio. of being <laughs>
0: yeah exactly I have no idea <laughs> even when I have an idea I'm like this is an this idea this is not a good idea <laughs> what is yeah. this why am I even doing this yeah totally well that's a whole other
1: thing but but uh, that we all all definitely I can't believe I've down. spent
0: so much time on this and I still don't have an answer yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> classic. Um, yeah, but so I think I got really scared in that time. I mean, I worked primarily in collective for seven years almost, okay. six, six years. Um,
0: and this was here coming in out of
1: grad school. Yeah. And, uh, start, yeah. Like, I mean, I was working collectively collaboratively in grad school and then I left grad school and worked for another like six years, mostly putting all my attention into that. And, um, and I think I had developed a kind of like, mm, I have started to doubt my own ability to be active, in a sense, like um, mm-hmm. because I really, I think I am. You swung the I pendulum totally swung the other way. In this, only in this one way. Yeah and, yeah, and I'll talk about some other ways that I was still totally predator and like fucked shit up that way. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm such a potty mouth.
0: No, am I, that's. Is I, it okay? I'm okay. I surprised I haven't cursed yet.
1: Okay, good. You don't like need to cut it out or anything. No, no. no. Okay.
0: No, great. oh, there's been pl- there's there there are things that have needed to be cut out of this show. I'll really? put it to you that way. Okay. Bad words are not. <laughs> okay. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. Not that people are coming here and dropping N bombs or anything, yeah, yeah. but there have definitely been things where people are like, hey, "I don't know if I stand behind that statement. Like, like maybe cut it that. out." Yeah. Totally. Okay. Gotcha. Which which um, we work with because. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have I have a tendency to just place them where they don't need to be though. It's like, I didn't even need that. But you uh, only, that.
0: you've only dropped one that I've no, noticed. No, I'm
1: up to like three or four, I think. Oh, okay. You just didn't notice, uh, which is cool.
0: <laughs> <it's> a, <laughs> I got a potty brain. You got a potty mouth. I can't filter <laughs> what's happening.
1: Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So what was I saying? So, um, I
0: do like to see this like self-evaluation that happens though. Cause I, you know, I assume as a performer, but the, maybe vo- performing verbally isn't that much like what your comfort zone, mm. like, or, I mean, you seem very comfortable talking, but it's not, ni- it's funny to see you analyzing yourself and being like, having counted how many <laughs> bad words you totally, said, yeah. like <laughs> the, so the self-awareness. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm just
1: thinking of my mom in the room. You didn't need to say it there, you know,
0: <laughs> like it wasn't necessary right there. Right my grandmother has this great uh, Spanish way of, uh, cutting you down Which is to say That something is ordinary So like mm-hmm. When you when you curse It's like Ay que ordinario Which is like ah. Oh you're being so common Oh I see Like pedestrian <laughs> Yeah Like low But yeah. it's like And it's been one of those things That like I've never heard anyone else say But it's like her go to That's cool I like it <laughs> Yeah it's good Wow uh, It's It like cuts right to you <laughs>
1: Yeah You're like No I was always told I was
0: extraordinary
1: Um yeah, okay. So I'm trying to remember Go. he keeps pressing buttons on my <laughs> He just he just engages. <laughs> He's trying to Siri. help. Will you not do that, please? Um
0: So cute.
1: Yes. Um so okay, so yeah, so I realized that I had kind of become a little bit reliant on the reactive structure. And I, I still really enjoy that. Like I, yeah. I think uh, I wrote a lot of my thesis about uh, in my in grad school about um, how I preferred to work in groups because I like the sort of spontaneity, and I was really using the the sort of theory of viewpoints in a lot uh-huh. of this stuff. Like I like to to take something and roll with it, and I like the way the energy like builds when everybody's on board, and uh-huh. it, it feels like so much more exciting.
0: <laughs> Who my, are you my, just, I'm glad that you caught it because I'm just thinking of all the memes about like uh, class group projects, uh-huh. and how there's always a lazy asshole, and totally. I'm like, well, well you're special. selecting your people. Exactly. Obviously. obviously that's the big difference
1: here and it came through a lot of a lot of careful selection yeah, yeah. You know? i mean we were in a lot of ways very very good at working together
0: i would have been kicked out of your group if, we, if this was <laughs> the high lazy school
1: please who invited that guy
0: <laughs> i um, remember one of those projects somebody like we had a questionnaire and everything was like because it would be cool and just <laughs> had me laughing the whole time but i was like all right dude
1: well. <laughs> That's really funny, yeah. So, so I guess I, I, I felt, but th- there was this moment where I just, like, I never had a studio. This, this also became a bit of a. Um, Do you have one now? I don't, but I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me say because um, I think when I, the idea of having a studio is a bit like having a. It was the potential to have this like blank page Mm -hmm. problem of like, what if I go in there and I don't know what to do? (laughs) You know? Um, I I didn't really have a studio more so because we were working collectively. One of us lived in Pittsburgh Uh um, while two of us lived here. So it was, our practice was always like on the phone essentially. It's like we could do some things studio wise, like in a space together here. uh, But then we'd have to like, videotape them and send them to, to Pittsburgh so you know like so it was How mostly based How much of your practice based.
0: Is, is object based or is it mostly video? Well at the
1: time it was less object-based, okay. I would say. And we we had a lot of discussions about this. It was like, well, how can we make objects if we're not in the same space? Well, mm-hmm. maybe one person makes something, sends it over, and then the next person does something, you know, like yeah, a, yeah, an yeah. exquisite corpse or something. I mean, there are structures that could work. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, But that was a challenge for us because I think we wanted to make more objects and weren't sure how to collaborate that way. Um, but... Anyway, um, yeah, so just la- I guess it's been like a year or so that we've all decided to kind of focus on our solo projects, and our, our collective still exists, but we're not actively yeah. making a lot of stuff. It's like um, Wu
0: Tang after Thirty Six Chambers.
1: There you go. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <Perfect>. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, but that was a really sc- scary transition for me. I bet. And then that moment <laughs> where I was like, I'm gonna get a studio. I wanted, I wanted to try it, but I was really scared about uh-huh. like, what would I do when I go in there? And what if I don't have something to do, Yeah, <laughs> which is so silly to say out loud, but it really was a hang up for me.
0: No, um, I mean, that's, I didn't like, I found it amusing in the way that the artist brain works and like we fucking hold ourselves back or, or Because the anxiety and so for me, what it is, is tackling with, well, this is what artists do, but I don't know if I'm, I'm like art, other artists. So that's like a challenge that you have to confront and it may make you feel a little bit like, well, I'm not doing what everybody else that I know is doing. So like, Mm -hmm. does that really, you know, like it, it, it's a, it's a valid place to question yourself because I guess essentially what you're doing is you're coming to terms with how different, how your practice is different than other people's. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know like and and so it totally makes sense yeah. but it is one of those like little things that we do to ourselves that's like not it's fucking crazy it, it, fucking it, crazy. it reminds mean, me of what you were saying about like just getting giving a value judgment to being uh you know active where like a lot of people would be so jealous of that right, right. you know totally <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but but it, it it seems like it comes from a somewhat healthy place because you want to be more complete mm-hmm. rather than like Or maybe now, maybe at the time it was maybe a little bit more destructive. (laughs) That's
1: the difference now and then.
0: You're so vulnerable in this. Uh, I I really appreciate (laughs) it. You're like. (laughs) I'm not, (laughs) yeah, I'm not
1: always as forgiving of myself and that, and that has been hard. It's also because some of these things have come through conflict, you know, and you're being, you're being told you're not right. (laughs) Like you shouldn't be that way, you know, or, and even like, even worse than that, you're being told like that you're deeply that way. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, you did this one time. This is like a pattern that you're not able to escape. And, yeah. and that's a really scary thought. Right. Um, in a sense, especially if you were ascribing some sort of like, I guess in, in outside of art as just a sort of life topic, uh-huh. it really felt, in some of these moments. And this, this came from a few different places in my life, but, and that's why I started to listen to them and, and really, I think generated a little bit of an anxiety around the whole thing. But, um, uh, sorry, I just totally lost my, <laughs> I was try- here I was being vulnerable and then lost my train of thought. How weird is that? No,
0: thinking about in terms of being outside of your practice and then also feeling these value judgments about, um, I think, Speak to what you what would I mean? Not that I can t- tell you what your point was, but the area that we were around, which I related to, was just this idea of a um, feeling like there's a right way to do something. Exactly. You know, and 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 that that pressure can come externally, and it also like one of the recurring things is is uh, that like. Uh, well, you got your MFA in 2012. At this point, I think, unless you really want to teach, it's really expensive to get an MFA, right? Sure. Like, yeah. um, And so, but I think that like, so for me, a similar challenge would have been in that process of deciding like, well, everybody else has an MFA. This is how mm-hmm. you de- validate you're an artist, mm-hmm. right? But then I realized like, this is how I validate myself as an artist to my parents. My <laughs> artist friends really don't give a Go shit. Like you know, and so, so it's one of those things of like like it's it's this pressure that we take on that by interpreting things that people say to us, not really understanding the reality that we embody because i don't think that if you're not an artist you can really understand the decisions that people make right like for example another one which comes up a lot is like i can't work in advertising i don't e- i wouldn't even know how to begin mm-hmm. to because the sensitivity that i have is is yeah i'm i'm sensitive to aesthetics but not in the same way that someone that is interested, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a critical thinking, like my being an artist is more related to the way that I think, which is, uh, than it is to the fact that I draw pictures, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, The pictures that I draw or whatever. I mean, I'm not even primarily a drawer, but you know,
1: yeah. that is your that seems to be your go-to example. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, I, I, funny. it's, 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 it's a, a pretty primary art, like a sort of basic art.
0: It's a, of. it's, the reason it's, it's my basic form of practice so that I engage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, uh, the Julia Margaret Cameron approach to sort of, uh, showing up to the page daily, right. Doing you know, something. like, yeah. like, but the actual, and, and I, I don't, I don't devalue drawing as part as like, that's not. What I do, right? Sure, sure. But it's it, it definitely informs everything else. But like, I'm—I would maybe say that if you look at my body of work, I'm more of an installation artist, right? Mm, okay. Um, but. I think that drawing is a real like. I mean, if we start talking about installation right? <laughs> and spatial dynamics, and uh, you know, it's re- sure. it's related. Totally. But yeah. I think that people can maybe intuit like are more close to a pen, hmm. and, and and can understand like good penmanship and like things like that mm-hmm. a little bit more because. Yeah. And I and I do think that drawing is very much about movement, hmm. whereas the you know like about and then uh, and there yes, is. And- a little bit of a reactive process, which is why I relate it specifically to what you 're talking right um, where like for example, you make a mark and then you react to that mark, mm-hmm. and then that you react to the next mark right mm-hmm. um, so so that 's why I relate it mostly to drawing because it is one of those things that I think that like if you like you can it's it's a technical ability you can train you like even just drawing plein air right and at drawing a still life or drawing a figure figure drawing you can really train and it this was one of the things that blew my mind when i was in art school you don't look at the mark that you're making on the page when you're making the mark you look at the object and you mm. trace it with your eye and then somehow it translates into your hand mm. and so so there are mechanical things that like that that i relate specifically to what you're talking about in terms of motion movement and like and in that specific example i'm reacting to that line you mm. know rather than um or I'm interpreting that line, right? Yeah, um, I think
1: that's one thing that really... Yeah, that's super interesting. I actually... I never have taken an art class in any fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never taken drawing or painting or uh, photography or anything. Yeah. Um, so, it's actually... I'm always like, oh, cool. It's probably, like, really basic, like, drawing theory. No. But I'm just sort of like, ooh, that's brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, um, like, there's... You know, like this, the shit that I work with in drawing is a lot of like fucking with perspective and, mm-hmm. and basic notions of perspective drawings and, and how you can make like right now what I'm interested in is making images that you look at, but you can't really see, mm-hmm. you know, it actually it has a little bit to do with that focus, um, like just the idea of. Images that you look at, but they don't quite make physical sense right right they you know not quite point. like an escher thing where it's like a sure. staircase this it's a little bit more abstracted but but sort of this like where is the placement of these objects mm-hmm. and there's not like a tremendous amount of depth but sure. <clears throat> but all of that is spatial right mm-hmm. and all of that is uh you know it's it, it's interesting like there is a universality to practice, but it's also nice to sort of. Pinpoint, Specify. like yeah. pinpoint, and be like, oh, these are the overlaps that you wouldn't. Because I think that's why when you go to art school, I mean, it used to be that you would be a painter and you would just paint. Mm-hmm. But I think no, that it's
1: people are pushed to try a bunch of
0: yeah. And it helps you. It helps Absolutely. you. To, like a, to, you know, it's it helps you approach something from a different angle, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, I, and I really, I actually really like the thing you said about reacting to the mark yeah. as a sort of because I had this moment like in grad school where I was like, maybe I'm really, really should be working collaboratively only. And I actually, Mm. and I was thinking I was ascribing a kind of value judgment to it. Yeah. Well, just the idea that like all types of practice have improvisation in them was valuable.